Teams are torn this boy apart Like a neon dream It just don't know me The bars in this guitar And long neck eyes Go As we promised This is our Squash the Beef episode Andrew alluded to it With his hatred of Ole Miss My hatred of Derek Jeter Being just an absolute douchebag After he retired and just off the field in general, and Ryan's hatred of VAR. We, we really cover all the bases. Oh, we're, 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 we're covering our tracks here. Welcome back, oh, folks. How are we? What do you think of the uh, special edition intro song? Little Luke Combs letting us know that uh, long neck, ice-cold beers never broke our hearts. I don't know about you guys, but it's never broke my heart. Unlike Ole Miss, unlike Dairy Cheater, unlike VAR. Am I wrong? So, you're not wrong. Plugging you once again, Bud Light. We're looking for you. We're looking at you. <laughs> Anheuser Busch, let's get going. I did. I did an entire. I did an entire rank similar about St. Louis and included you in it. Let's go. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll look in the inbox. We'll look forward to your email. Uh, we look forward to talking to you, Anheuser Busch rep. All right, Andrew. I'm anxious to hear. I, like I've, you've been teasing, you've been cock teasing me for a week with this bullshit. What, <laughs> what is your problem with Ole Miss? All right, it, it go, it goes back a while. How much is a now, while? Like you're in your early twenties, uh, can't like, go back that far. <laughs> probably since high school. Okay. <laughs> All right, so like obviously Ole Miss is not the only college I hate. You know, you have your Michigans, your Michigan States, your Ohio States, your Marylands, but th- those reasons are Naturally. obvious because they're Penn State Naturally. rivals. Okay, Penn State and Ole Miss really have nothing to do with each have other. Have we ever even played All right? Ole Miss? Uh, in football, not recently, but in basketball, yeah. Did you okay. mention Tennessee right, in so your hatred? Tennessee. At Tennessee, yeah. If we have time, we can loop back for Tennessee. It's not my Tennessee hatred is not as deep as my old man's hatred. Okay, but so just fasten your seatbelts. I'm going to take you on a little bit of a journey here. Buckle up. Okay, so it it kind of stems back to uh, early high school when I I'm doing my uh my college bowl mania picks and I kept getting Ole Miss games wrong. Like I would pick them to win and they'd lose, and I'd pick them to lose and they'd win. Shit like that just that drew it. I didn't hate them because of it, but it like rubbed me the wrong way. So I'm, so I'm like, oh, damn rebels, can't get them right. Whatever, move the on. The rebels, Andrew. We've played them. We've played them in basketball, probably two or three times, and they kept beating us. And I, I couldn't figure out why, because not even like they're a basketball school. Not that I was we gonna are say either, Penn State, that, known basketball powerhouse. Right. Um. Yeah, so there's that. So I'm like, I mean, this football team, now the basketball team's screwing me too. This is getting ridiculous. This is when the story gets good. Okay? So, do you, uh, I'm sure you guys don't, but there was an Ole Miss basketball player by the name of Marshall Henderson. Not a fucking clue and, who that is. Okay, so he played for Ole Miss um, like around like 2010 to 2013. Let me, let me fact check that just to be sure. But he was famous, or rather infamous, for being a huge trash talker, and whenever they would win, he would, like, run around the court like a jackass and, like, talk shit to, like, the opposing fans, this, that, the other thing. Um, he, he was at Ole Miss from 2012 to 2014. Um, so, yeah, he did that, and he, he was, like, he was, like, kind of becoming famous because of it, because of how much of a trash talker he was, how, like, um... Uh, like how uh, animated he got when they would win. He'd run around court. Okay, whatever. So, news comes out that he had used roughly $800 of counterfeit money to, uh, you want to take a guess at what he spent it on? Clothes. Marijuana. Okay. (laughs) Spent 25 days in jail. I mean, it's a good good thought to like, okay, I'm going to use counterfeit money to buy some weed. I mean, it's a yeah. good plan. I'm not going to fault him for it. Like, if you if you if you if you'd rather not spend money, 
and you can get a. Okay, I am going to blame him for it, though, because that's against the law. Against, anyway, it, January 2012, he tested positive for cocaine, marijuana, and so, you know, there's that. So that news breaks. So Aaron Andrews, who I love, I, I think she's great. Jared Stoll, yes. Right. Um, she, this news breaks and she tweets, is he mocking anyone now? And I thought that was a perfect tweet because, like, that put his bitch Wait, ass in his place. Say? She said, "Is is he mocking anyone oh, now?" Okay. Talking about this basketball yeah, yeah, yeah. player. No, no, no. I get it. I just so, didn't, I didn't hear the mocking part. So he like, so he like sees it and like tweets back like, "Oh, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna get my revenge." Like, that's not how revenge works because. This guy was never wrong. He just yeah, fucked no, up you big just, time. You, no, like, Aaron he just, didn't get screwed Aaron over by anything. Put you in a fucking body bag. Lay there and take it. You're not getting. You're not getting revenge. Okay, whatever. So, Johnny, you touched on it. Who's who's she married Jared to? Stoll. No. Right. What's he most famous for? Cocaine user in in the Los right. Angeles area. Hangs out hangs out with uh, Mike Richards and Jeff Carter a lot for sure. Right. So, um, so Jared Stoll, when he officially became cokehead, all that news broke out, he, he fires back at Aaron Andrews. This is like two years later and says, like, LMAO, your boyfriend or whatever. held on to a tweet. I will give him credit. This man held on to a tweet for two years. Um... So he tweets that back at her, which doesn't make any sense because again, it's not revenge because he doesn't nothing bad happened to him that he didn't do exactly. himself. Second of all, he's making fun of her boyfriend at the time for being a cokehead when he himself was a cokehead. So he's just making fun of himself in the process. Are Aaron and Jared still married? I think they. I think they were just. Oh well, no! At the I'm, time. I'm. I'm not talking at the time. I'm talking like now. Ryan. Uh, I'm not Ryan, sure. You got anything on that? No. Okay. <laughs> On the Jared Stoll, Aaron Andrews. Is your mind wandering again? Yeah, I'm um, doing a little research over here. Yeah. <laughs> they were they were married in June of 2017. Okay. okay. So like and like I said, I love Aaron Andrews. I think she's great. I I dis- wholeheartedly disagree with people that say she's only on TV because she's. I mean, pretty. she you she know is. She is. I think she's very passionate and very yes, knowledgeable about she's, the sports. She she's covers. very pretty, but she also knows what she's talking about. So, so I d- did not take too kindly to to this fucking scrub ass basketball player who like played professionally in like the car <laughs> or some shit. Like, didn't do anything for himself outside of Ole Miss. Anyway, they they end up making the tournament in twenty fourteen. I think it, maybe it was twenty thirteen. They were not at all a tournament team, but they got hot. And won the SEC tournament somehow because Kentucky was on a down year that year, and um, there so they made it in as a 12 seed when they shouldn't have been in the tournament. Wisconsin was the five seed, so they were playing each other. Uh, Ryan, you'll remember this that fucking clown Mike Bruzewitz that yes, played for Wisconsin. I do. That was his team, and I had Wisconsin in my Sweet 16. Guess what? Ole Miss won because Wisconsin shot something like 30 or 40% from the field. It was god-awful, and I go home and watch the highlights, and there's Marshall Henderson running around the court like a fucking asshole, yelling and shouting and what have you. So I'm like, oh, my God, this motherfucker. So that's my Ole Miss basketball shit. Let's go to Ole Miss football. 2014. Are you bringing up up, uh, Hugh Freeze? I mean, I think he was coaching, but I'm not going to call him out okay. specifically. 2014. Okay, let's let's remember this. Alabama is four and zero, and ranked number three in the country. Not they're not the top team in the country at this point. Okay, they're number three. Ole Miss coming into this game is four and zero, number eleven in the country, and it, and it's in Ole Miss. So when I tell you this, we can agree that it's probably going to be a close game, right? More than likely. More than likely it's going to be a close game. Alabama, I'm sure, was favored, as they should have been. Okay. But no one by any means thinks that this is going to be a blowout. You have two undefeated teams, number three versus number 11. Number 11's at home. Okay. 
my anger started that morning because college game day was in Oxford, Mississippi for this game. And who's the guest the guest picker? Katy Perry. One Katy Perry. Okay. Katy Perry to this day, I have not seen a worse, more annoying guest picker on ESPN I mean, College she's Game Day. Annoying than her. in general. She was like squealing. Uh, she was like shouting out her pick. She had no idea what she was talking about. She was getting shit wrong. Like she was getting teams confused and everything. And then brought out like a cardboard cutout of uh, Trevor Knight, who at the time was the Oklahoma quarterback. Do you remember this? And she was like, "Oh my God, he's so hot. Call me, Trevor." Yes. Yeah, I don't remember the. I don't remember the quarterback. I remember. So, like, obviously she picks Ole Miss. Um, I still am not sure what her allegiance to that school is. I think she, like, knew somebody that went there or whatever. Does it really fucking matter? Right. Uh, Ole Miss won, and I'm not too upset about it. Was this? I was rooting for Alabama, but whatever. Was this the game where the – was this the the tipped ball game or whatever? That's the next year. That's the next year. So, believe me, I'm going to cover that. (laughs) So, uh, Al, uh, Ole Miss wins. Uh, they go on to, let's see. After that, that put them at number three in the country. And then they, they lost to LSU and uh, lost to Auburn in back-to-back weeks. Um, <laughs> and it brought so much joy to my heart because they played TCU in the Peach Bowl that year and lost 42-3. to Ole Miss did. Um, anyway, let's fast forward to the next summer. Now, this is probably where I'm going to lose you guys because it's incredibly petty, but this really I mean, bugs Asia, me. You are an incredibly petty person, yes. Okay, you and I have agreed that two undefeated teams in the top 15, it's going to be a close game. Yeah. Ole Miss wins. Ole Miss beating Alabama won best upset of the year at the ESPY Awards. What? And that had me off the wall. Are you fucking kidding me? I was like, that was the biggest upset of the season of the year in all of sports. Mind you, two 14 seeds beat three seeds uh, at that NCAA tournament. That didn't win. In that very college football season, the eventual national champion, Ohio State, lost at home to an unranked Virginia Tech team. But Ole Miss beating the mighty Alabama, number 11 beating number three, was the biggest upset of the year, according to the ESPY Awards. So that had me, and I know that Ryan. I don't know about you, Johnny, but I know Ryan doesn't really care about the award shows. But I, I that just that blue. I mean, I know mind. I know so you the, two can't see my face right now, but it's it's one of those. You know how I look when I'm like just absolutely disgusted at something. <laughs> it's, no. one, it's it's yeah. one of those. I do not care about award shows. But you want to hear something I really don't care about? The ESPYs. What? The ESPYs. That's not <laughs> That's not an award show. I told you that. That's not I an award show. You. That's bullshit. The ESPYs I, aren't real. Oh, yes. No, the ESPYs are not real. However, uh, Ole Miss beating Alabama as the biggest upset of the year. I mean, one is just ESPN being fucking retarded as it normally is. But, uh, yeah, no, that's... And that game wasn't even on ESPN. I don't get it. It was on CBS. So it's not it's not shocking that number what were they? Eleven beats number three. But, yeah, both undefeated and number eleven. But you don't think it's home. realistic with a sixteen team playoff that teams twelve through sixteen can knock off the top top teams? Well, it would depend on who it was. If like if you're giving sixteen like an automatic like Conference USA winner gets an automatic bid. Then I don't give them a huge chance. Yeah, that's that'll be a problem. Anyway, my last point that I'm going to make because thankfully Ole Miss hasn't really been relevant since this. Johnny, you did touch on it. It's it's um the rematch the following year. This time it's in Tuscaloosa, and everybody knows that Alabama's going for that revenge because they shouldn't have uh, lost that game the previous year. Uh, Ole Miss is winning. They were up seventeen to three, but it's now seventeen to, t- to ten in the third quarter. They have a third and one. Alabama's got all this momentum, and just take a listen to this. Sixth, and he 
eight inches. Pick up the first down. High snap. Kelly has to collect it. Makes a desperation heave into traffic. Treadwell off his hands and into the hands of Adebayo. A crazy call and a touchdown for the Rebels. Oh, my goodness. Kelly just threw it up. Treadwell had a play on it. Bobble the snap, throw it up to the prayer, go off a receiver's hand, bounce it off of the safety. Look at this. Look at the awareness. It looks like they're going to run the football. Let me just walk you guys through that play. Uh, first of all, the Ole Miss quarterback, Chad Swag. Kelly, also has Swag been arrested. Kelly, yes. Also has been arrested. Can, can okay. confirm, yes. So, they're in the shotgun. And it's a high snap. And to Kelly's credit, I, I don't know if he wasn't ready for it or it was just a bad snap. He gets a hand on it, but the ball goes, like, straight up in the air. And it's uh, it, like that ball had some hang time on it. So Reuben Foster and one other Alabama player are coming balls to the wall for him. They looked like they came through the line untouched pretty much. So Kelly finally gets the ball back. And when you have those two guys running at you, what are you taught to do as a quarterback? I'll tell you what you're not supposed to do. Throw the ball off of your back foot into double coverage. Okay? And do you want to know who the two guys in coverage were for Alabama? Johnny, tell me if you've heard of these guys. Cyrus Jones and Minka Fitzpatrick. Heard of them, yes. Two, like, two of the best defensive backs that school has seen. I, they're, they're, they're on my radar, yes. Okay, now, albeit... The guy he was throwing to, the receiver, also an NFL guy. It was Laquan Treadwell. And I'll admit, uh, Treadwell got his hands on the ball. But Fitzpatrick comes in and blows him up. And then the ball, again, pops right up into the air. And this other Ole Miss receiver, who's just taking a, a Sunday stroll through the park, watching this big collision, has the ball land right in his breadbasket. And he takes off on touch and scores a 66-yard touchdown. So they're, they're now they're up uh, 14 points. Uh, and they ended up winning by six. So that was that was the decider, pretty much, because that was the most absurd thing I've ever seen. I remember watching it live and, and thinking, I I can't believe that this is happening. They're good, They're going to beat Alabama two years in a row because of horse shit like that. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it sucks. But, um, Ole Miss was wearing them, uh, the sexy uniforms, weren't they? With, like, the light... I, I hate I the hate light, them, the but light that's okay. Blue or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, Alabama got the last laugh because they won the national championship that year, and Ole Miss has not beaten them since. But again, one la one last punch to the stomach. Ole Miss versus Oklahoma State in the Sugar Bowl. Picked Oklahoma State, and I lost because Ole Miss won forty eight to twenty. Was that the um? That's that's my Ole Miss beef. Was that okay? So you're mad at them because you pick against them, or you pick for them, and they always lose, or you, or you. There's always that, lose. And, and there was that tip pass play, and there was Katy Perry annoying me, and there was them winning the award. Well, at the SPs. Because I think I think people were under the impression that like Ole Miss was going to become like the new America's like team, like because they were the underdog and they they took down Alabama, so that's who everyone's going to root Miss for. Miss is in the and deep I was, south. I'm not they having are not going to ever become America's team. I mean, the Cowboys are in the Deep South, are they not? Yeah, I mean, they're in Texas. I'm when I'm talking like Deep South. I'm Te talking Texas is a little different than yeah. Than uh, we're talking like yeah, Mississippi, uh, Alabama. Yeah, we're talking Louisiana, like woods, South Carolina, country. Like, there's all of those points I brought up. If it was just one, like alone, that wouldn't be enough for me to hate the program. But the fact that all of those things combined happened when you have the tip pass the the SB award the the basketball I mean player. the tip pass the tip I pass you can't really is it is it because people were like getting people from Ole Miss were getting like real cocky because of said tip pass they weren't getting I well, I would hope that they knew that how lucky yeah, they I, were but they're like 
tooting their own horn that they beat Alabama two years in a row when they okay. didn't deserve it either that's, year. Bro. That's what it is. So what you're it saying? Was, I mean, what you're saying is they're weasels. Yeah, which was my beef with Tennessee. Also, I, I don't, I don't what's, know. If we have time what's for that, what's but. the beef with Tennessee? Is it basically the same thing? Why don't, why don't we get in? It's basically the same. We thing. We can get into Tennessee and beef say, episode right? number two. This yeah, is. We'll, we'll save it. We got a good series I mean, going here. Tennessee, my my beef with Tennessee is basically just old Miss light. Like it's most of the same reasons. But uh, we can move on. That's that's my beef. Uh, fuck you, old Miss. And by the way, one more tidbit. Uh, the f- I've been like filling out my college baseball brackets. Probably only probably like four or five I mean, years. Yes, old Miss fucked you there. One of the. One of the first years I did it, I was like, okay, well, the, I hate the basketball team. I hate the football team. Uh, they're, but their baseball team's actually pretty good. They're hosting a regional. I'll pick them to come out of the first round. They go to and out. Do you have beef with Michael Orr? Uh, no, I actually do like that movie. I just hate that he had to go to Ole Miss. I, w- I wish uh, Joe Paterno had, uh, <laughs> had uh, come down to uh, Memphis. Wait, and wait, Angie, you saw that movie? I did actually Son see that one. Son of a bitch, yeah. it's a miracle. Um. All right, so that so, so it's not. How do I put this? It's not with old. It's the old Miss program, but it's also the old Miss fans that really grind your gears. Yes. Okay. I mean, All I right. get that. Uh, breaking news: um, Jay Bruce has been traded to the Phillies. Oh, look at that! They were talking about that yeah. last night. This, um, well, this episode's not going to air until like next week. So when you're hearing this, it's going to be old news. Well, but this, uh, this thing is going to air yeah. for like two weeks. The the details uh, details are not yet confirmed, but they will be. So this. beef has been squashed with Ole Miss. Yes. And now, see you later. Ole. Now batting for your New York Yankees, number two. Derek Jeter, number two. Jeter, <laughs> number two. <laughs> John Boy. John Boy. God damn it. I fucking hate Derek Jeter. <laughs> I fucking hate Derek Jeter. Okay. Um. Smell that, boys? That's 100% Angus. Hang on just a second. Hang on just a second. Andrew, if... Oh, my God. This... Advertisements. Now. Now batting the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two, Derek Teacher. Now, before before I get into this, I would like to preface Derek Cheater on the field as a baseball player. Respect him completely. Off the field. Gigantic douchebag. Now, there was an article. It's written by the New York Post. This was back in March of this year. And it was just it basic all it did was it basically it basically just profiled what I had thought to be real. Where is like Derek Jeter on the field, great baseball player, one of the top baseball players of all time at his position, but off the field he can get kind get kind of kind of douchey. Now, where is the quote? This was so. This was on Jeter's ownership towards uh, Giancarlo Stanton when he traded him to the Yankees. What was that? Two years ago or last year? Before the season started? Yes. Yeah. I was about to say, Ryan, help me out here. Um, he said... Where is it? Jeter... Stanton said, I was ready for the worst, which it was. Looming in his locker with a pair of gold spikes after working out in spring training of 2018. He said... He said, if that's how you want to treat someone, then there's no there's no playing nice. He said of Jeter, talking about Stanton. I had more than enough. This was late 2017. He said, he was, 
he was given an ultimatum by Jeter. He said it was take the fucking deal or go to the Giants or the Cardinals. I promise you I will. I'm trading everybody around you and you'll be stuck here forever. This is what Stanton said of Jeter. Now, what do we what do we what do we think of that? Well, I'm curious to know how he ended up with the Yankees. Uh, because he's on Brian Cashman's payroll. Yes, but Jeter didn't want to trade him to the Yankees. Uh, where are we here? How did he... How Ryan, can you enlighten me? How did he end up on the Yankees? That's what I was asking you. Oh, you're asking me. Okay, I thought, I thought, you, had, I thought you had something. Um, I don't know how it went down. I mean, I... When I when I first saw it, when I first saw Stanton go to the Yankees, I was like, okay, this isn't fucking obvious to literally everybody. It's like Derek Jeter owns or partially owns the Marlins, and he's trading his best player to New York. Hmm, I think Brian Cashman and the Steinbrenners are still signing them checks. That's what I thought. But I don't know exactly how it went down. There was also, so this was 2010 when Derek Jeter was going to become a free agent. Uh, where are we here? So, so, Ryan, can you confirm? Like that fall of 2010, or after that season? So he wanted, Jeter wanted, he wanted to get paid like he was, I'm reading... Uh, the article. He said he wanted to get paid like he was in his middle 20s. In the fall of 2010, he became a first-time free agent at the age of 36. He'd had a bad year at the plate and a worse one on the f- in the field, but he demanded a max contract into his 40s. Cashman pushed back, declining to bargain against himself. The terms he set and stuck to, $51 million for three years, pricked, pricked Jeter's damaged prize. Jeet sent messages through his agent that were that they were fucking him when no one was willing to pay what we offered, says Cashman. So basically, Derek Jeter wanted to get paid uh, like he was in his mid-twenties for... So this was 2010. Ryan, do you have... Do you remember like that year or whatever? Um... I mean, he was didn't do much post two thousand nine. I mean, he was also thirty five years old and playing shortstop. Um, he in those years he hit into a lot of double plays. They had to like move him to leadoff because yes. of that, right? It, it, it used to be Johnny Damon. I was about to say Derek right? Jeter was not a leadoff hitter his entire career. He batted number two. I remember, yeah. Yeah, one of my one of my best friends uh, is a big Yankees fan, and I remember they moved him to leadoff. I was like, "Why are they putting him leadoff?" It was like because like Damon would get on, and Jeter would just hit him to a double play. Yeah, it was it was it was like clockwork. Oh, guy on first, double play. So this was okay. So so Cashman invites Jeter and his agent Casey Close to go out. And shop the deal. Jeter returned to the table, smarting. No one had come close to the Yankees' bid, and the Yankees' bid was fifty-one million for three years. This was after uh, his double play bullshit. And he says, Jeter says, "What other shortstop would you want playing here?" And I started rolling off names. Says Cashman. I got like three names down in case he said, stop, this isn't productive. Then Derek got up and goes, you guys finish this. I don't want to go anywhere else, but I don't want to be be in here either. And mind you, so 2010, this would have been for shortstops. Uh, yeah, there was pick your poison at shortstop for free agents at least. J-Roll was still around one day, Andrew. Uh, what you're talking about? Yeah, it was still there. Probably past his yeah. prime. But well, yes, but still a good point. The Phillies made the NLCS that year, and he was a mm-hmm. part of it. 
was the, the first year of the uh, the Giants. Uh, we're going to win in every even numbered year. Right, ten, twelve, fourteen, yeah. Uh, and it was added just a couple other tidbits not included in this article confirming how much Derek Jeter sucked. Now this is this article was written by KFC of Barstool, so noted Mets fan and noted Jeter hater. He said, "A wouldn't move to third base for the greatest shortstop of all time." Talking about Alex Rodriguez. Number two, didn't go to Bob Shepard's funeral because he claimed he didn't know when it was. And number three, filmed a documentary about himself while the team was in the middle of a pennant race. And I assume that it, that, that is that HBO documentary that he did on himself. The uh, 3000 one? I think so. I think I think so. 3,000 with an exclamation point. Uh-huh. And this 3,000 hit was a home run, wasn't it? Yes, and that was the call by Michael K. of Yes Network. God, there's another motherfucker who I just cannot stand. I'm sorry. I can't stand Michael K. That's fine. I can't stand any of the Boston Nesson people because I can't understand what they're saying. Agree to disagree. Uh, Okay. Three things Derek Jeter is exceptional at. Number one, shooting his ass way out on pitches that were basically strikes in the inside corner. Number two, unnecessarily diving for pop-ups. Number three, playing baseball fans like a fucking fiddle. Now, I... Now, the the first one, shooting his ass out on pitches. Uh, yeah. Jeter, get the fuck back in the box, motherfucker. That pitch was not near your fucking cock. Get out of here. Unnecessarily diving for pop-ups. I don't remember. I remember, like, the one... Ryan, you remember the one in, like, 04? When, like, Trot Nixon pops up and he, like, catches it in fair territory and, like, runs into the stands, basically? Uh, yeah, you mean... Yeah. You, I, I actually... I always thought that was... You mean when he's happen. running full speed from shortstop all the way over there and, and not, can't stop himself I'm, before the seats? I wasn't... I'm not giving him shit. I'm just saying, do you remember the play? I wasn't. Gonna, yes, I remember his the, play. Yeah, yes. But it's like, there is a certain point. I'm not giving him shit for that, but there was another one where he like kind of goes. What the fuck was it? Where he kind of goes and he's like leaning on the ledge. He like comes over. It's like, it's a foul ball. He comes over and like leans and like puts his fucking feet up in the air after he catches it and doing all the fucking dramatics and bullshit. And I'm just like, I literally hate this fucking guy. But everybody, the Trot Nixon catch, everybody thinks it's a great fucking catch, which it is, but they like suck his cock so so fucking much with it. It's like he caught the ball in fair fucking territory. It's like it's not the fucking greatest catch known to human existence. One, two... He loops out the left field. Going to be a tough play. Jeter on the run. Makes the play. Wow. And flies into the stands. Oh, what a play by Derek Jeter. Good uh, good yeah, timing he, with that one. He's got he's got really long legs. Oh, Jeter? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, his strides are really long. I'm just, I, after, I, I mean, he's just, he's just in the... I would have been really impressed if he gathered himself and then jumped into the stands and landed. Had he on his feet. yes, had had he jumped, <laughs> had he gathered himself, jumped into the stands, lands on his feet, grab a grab a, a thing of popcorn like uh, Terrell Owens. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just. So there's an issue with him going into the stands. It's not. I, no, I just always thought that it was like slightly. Yes, accurate. that's all it was. It's not with him. Make the catch. Make the he's, catch. He's he's like he's less than ten feet from the from the wall when he makes the catch. That's what I'm saying. He's got really long strides. So he, he had he took like two two strides until he was on the wall in the stands. Seems like people are looking for stuff that isn't there. If you ask me. Squash squash your um, beef, right? I mean, I'm just I just. His ownership of the Marlins, where he's like, he goes on the interview with, uh, I think it was Brian Gumble, or Brian Gumble, whatever the fuck. It was on HBO, and it was like last year. And he's like, oh, we're not tanking. Why would you think we're tanking? It's, it's like, oh, Derek, because you literally traded away your entire fucking team. 
for the fourth time and screwed Marlins fans over for the next two generations. Because you're such a douche and you need to save fucking money. So, I I don't know. What was, I mean, the, the not moving to, it wouldn't move to third base for the greatest shortstop of all time. I don't, I don't really know how I feel about that one. I mean, that's, that kind of, who would you say was better in the field, Jeter or, or A-Rod at short? Uh, I take Jeter at sh- I take Jeter, Jeter at shortstop. Yeah, I'm. I think Jeter was like more known for his defense. Yeah, powers. but I mean, I would say I would say the people who would try to make the argument for A Rod is like A Rod's taller. Alex Rodriguez was like the biggest bat at the time, though. Yeah. In the league. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Well, uh, what did he come up? He came off like back-to-back MVPs. For well, A Rod. Squad. A Rod and Jeter were like best friends and they were friends before the Yankees yeah. and then there was a whole falling out thing. Yeah. And now they, now they don't like each other. Oh yeah, I mean, did you see the interview that him and A-Rod had to do? Yeah. Yeah, it was it wasn't comfortable. It seemed more like A-Rod was just pissy that Jeter was getting more praise than what A-Rod thought he deserved. I think I think it was more Jeter's uncomfortable because the roles have kind of switched where A-Rod was hated as a player but loved as a broadcaster now. And Jeter loved as a player but now kind of hated as an owner and in the public eye at this mo- at this point in time. I mean, to be quite honest, I don't give a shit what he does in Miami. Yeah, no, I mean, it is what it is. I just, there's, there are certain... <laughs> He's doing a bang-up job there. He's doing a bang-up job of just fleecing the entire organization. How cool would it have been to be at that uh, Yankees-Red Sox game, sitting down the third baseline, and have Derek Jeter crash into you? Plowing plowing into your fucking face? Yeah. I don't, he didn't get his hat back. I don't he? think so. I mean, he came out of the, he I, I came out of the game, didn't he? Someone still got that hat. Ryan, did he come out of that game? Uh, Yeah, I believe. I mean, he could... Like barely fucking walk, the fans. The fans had to help him over the wall to a rod. Mm. Just saying, I think it was a little dramatic. Um, so yeah, that's I just me. Did you see I, his face? Yes, I saw his face. If he tries to stop, he breaks a limb because he's crashing into the wall at whatever speed. Who is, who is Bob Shepard? The walls at the walls at knee height. Also, this is old Yankee Stadium. This isn't the new guy. Yeah. Hey, he's got to jump. Who is? He doesn't really jump. He hits the wall and slingshots into the stands. I was gonna say he doesn't like. He kind of like he kind of catches it, looks down, keeps running. Obviously, because if you stop, you tear a fucking ankle or a knee or whatever. I mean, if he doesn't go in the stands, he knees are probably in his ankles. Oh, his knees are shot if he doesn't do that. So who So who is Bob Shepard? Uh, he was he was the Yankees uh, announcer, like PA announcer at... Oh, was that the guy that did the... the he, 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 always, he always did the, number, the numbers twice. So whoever's batting. Num- oh, okay. Number 13, Alex Rodriguez, number 13. Didn't didn't he? Just in case you weren't paying attention. Yeah. Didn't he after after uh, he died? Jeter kept using his uh, his voice. Yes, he was the only one. He used a recording of his voice. Yeah. So I don't I don't know about that funeral thing. Because he claimed he didn't know when it was. I mean, he he, he's a busy guy. When you're filming a documentary about yourself when the team's in the middle of a pennant race, sure. Hey, you're squashing beef, not me. Squash I mean, away. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Call me. I mean, just some of the, some of the way, the way he's fucking acting. It's just like you are such a douchebag, and I literally have lost most, most of my respect for you. Not as a baseball player, but just as a fucking person. Um, 
Can I, uh, can I give him one more bump? Who, Derek Jeter? Yeah. I mean, I've already been tortured this weekend. Doesn't have a stolen base the entire season, so you're not going to run, you're not going to hit and run, you got to wait for a gapper. That is fair, down the right field line. Deami on his way to third, and they're going to lay it in the round. The throw misses a cutoff, man, shot into the plate, out of the plate. Derek Jeter with one of the most unbelievable plays you will ever see by a shortstop. Jesus Christ, yeah, the, yeah, we got to... cutoff men were missed. Jeter coming down the line, fielded with his bare hand, a shovel to Posada, and Giambi is out. What an unbelievable play by Jeter. I'll never get tired of watching that. By the God, way, by I the way, hear I actually the cock sucking from here. I, pl I played a little bit of uh, the soundtrack of Hamilton there on accident before, <laughs> before but uh, that Jeter play, I I'll never get tired of watching that. That... Uh, that I'll give him credit for. That was. It seems like you awesome. can't be impressed by a play by Derek Jeter, Johnny. It's not that I can't be impressed. Well, it's 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 it's, not, er, it's, it's er, not, just the, the fact that it's every time he makes a play, someone's sucking his not, dick. This is play, one. Of, this is the play, greatest shortstop play, in Yankee history. Just give it. It's not him right there. That play is literally incredible. It's just, it's the announcers like, oh, we got to announce he's a shortstop because he was where he was supposed to be. That's not necessarily true, though. He, he ran all the way across the field to field that, that ball that missed the cutoff. That's really not his responsibility. The, the uh, right fielder, whoever it was, just totally missed the, the cutoff. I think it was, uh, whoever was playing second base. Uh, was supposed to make that throw to home, and he saw that it was going to miss the cutoff man, ran all the way across the infield, and didn't even f throw it. He, like, backhanded it, which is way harder to do than throwing it normally. So that I'll, uh, that I'll, I'll give him credit for. I'm not entirely sold on the, uh, the the foul ball thing, I'll admit, but that, that play was that play was great. Sorry, Ryan. That's, it's, just, it's just me being a Red Sox fan. That's all it is. That's all it is. Um... Speaking of just something being evil, Ryan, is, is, is there something you want to touch on? Video assistant referees in Major ah, League Soccer. Yes. Your favorite subject. It's becoming a regular segment, but I just want the world to know that VAR is evil. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, once again, uh, DC United had two games this week. Uh, Wednesday and Saturday, and they were struck by the VAR bug in both of them. Uh, they have to be the most screwed over team in MLS by VAR. I, I wish uh, there were stats on that, but uh, hopefully someone comes up with it. On Wednesday night, DC United tied Chicago Fire 3-3. Lost points at home, pissing me off. That's a different story, but Lucas Rodriguez of DC United uh, scores a goal to tie the game at two at halftime. DC United jumped into a two nothing hole, but they started playing well again, and they called back Lucas Rodriguez's goal because his hand touched the ball. Did his on, hand touch the ball? On a deflection, yes, but by the rule, it's not handball, and it should have been good goal because. There was nothing he could have done. It was inadvertent contact. It was not intentional. There was nothing there. But, of course, they go to VAR, come back on the field, no goal. 2-1. DC United's down one nothing at halftime. So, alright, whatever. DC United comes out second half. Great half. They're up 3-2. Luciano Costa puts them up 3-2 in the 81st minute. They're in line for three points. Big three points at home. So now Chicago Fire plays a ball into the box. It was a little broken play. Just puts a little cross in from the top of the 18. And Francisco Calvo heads it home. Nothing Bill Hamid could have done about it. But Calvo never returned to an onside position before the ball was played. So he was running back 
towards DC's back line. And then, so apparently he was onside, but he didn't get back Allegedly. to an he didn't get back to an onside position uh, by the time the ball was played in. Scores scores a tap-in goal with the head. And so after after the fact, so the game ends three three. Uh, DC United feels cheated. The next day, uh, Pro, which is a professional referees organization, uh, they are the governing body in uh, the U.S. They got acronyms for everything, don't they? Yeah, in uh, the U.S. and Canada. So that's your organization for all your MLS refs, all your USL, all, all the refing that goes on in the U.S. and Canada. They come out with a statement that said uh, there was a, mista a mistake made in the D.C. United match. VAR should have been looked at, and it should have been reviewed, and it should have been determined that... Calvo did not return to an onside position before the ball was played in, so it should have been caught off, no goal. And that was in the second minute of stoppage time, so that gets caught off. Uh, D.C. United kicks the ball down the field, whistle blows, and that's three points for D.C. United. So that, that, that was the first instance this week. Now yesterday... Oh, there's more? <laughs> Of course there's more. There's more? But wait, there's more. <laughs> uh, yesterday, DC United uh, drew 1-1. Drew they got behind again, once again, which their fucking fault, not VAR's fault. I know that. But hold on, I'm trying to... Uh, what are you what are you looking for? I just wanna see the minutes of the goals. Against the San Jose Earthquakes. Um there's a there's a handball in the second half on San Jose. Um and they'd like to talk about a natural position. His arm was away from the body, it was moving, and it should have been reviewed. And DC United should have been awarded a penalty kick. So DC would have been walking away with a 2-1 win. So that's four points in two games. But the thing is, they're not consistent at all about what they're reviewing and what they're not. You can have one game where they'll review, review something, take away a goal, but then there'll be... A, a handball, and they won't even go to go to video review. And I saw it last night, and I believe the LAFC game as well. A clear handball, but they just didn't go go to VAR and check. So what's what's the point of having video review if there's no consistency to it? It makes no sense. So is it is it just with the consistency, or is it with people getting screwed? In, it's think? it's it's the application of it too. It's both. It's the consistency. It's the application. Um, so here is FIFA ruling of handling the ball. Handling the ball involves a deliberate act of a player making contact with the ball with his hand or arm. The referee shall take the following into consideration: the movement of the hand towards the ball. The distance between the opponent and the ball, uh, in parentheses, unexpected ball. So that would have been Lucas Ru Lucas Lucas Rodriguez's goal that got called back against Chicago Fire. Yeah, I was gonna say, what do you mean by unexpected? So it was the ball just deflects off the goalkeeper and grazes Lucas Rodriguez's hand, but it's not like his hand affected the where the ball was going or anything or it was intentional. Right. So he basically so he basically comes in and is like He's he's running. He takes a shot and it bounces off the goalkeeper, comes and up. It just happens to hit. It like grazes his hand, but he plays it forward with his body and then scores a goal. And and now I'm getting to the point where should I even get excited when a team scores a goal? I mean, it's because then you see like, so you get all excited, and then you see the referee on his headpiece, and then next thing you know, goes over to the monitor, comes back, and they're nitpicking bullshit. Yeah, 
And I mean, these aren't the first times that DC United has been taken, has had goals taken away. It's happened earlier in the season as well. Uh, good, good goals that should have stood. At this point, it's not the correct application of VAR. It's for clear and obvious errors. Going in. You also talk about what was what was the what was the shit a couple weeks ago with uh, Acosta, wasn't it? When he got a red card. Oh yeah, the, uh, Ariola yeah, accidentally yeah. stepping on someone's hand, and it's just they're when nit- you when you slow it down to super slow mo, yeah, you're gonna see fucking everything. So they're slowing it down to super slow mo, and even just uh, as the penalties that are, you know, take a look at some little little bullshit play. The ball it's just bounced around in the box. It's no deliberate playing of the ball with the hand or anything, but they'll go back, slow it down, super zoom, oh, penalty. It just it's was supposed to be for clear and obvious errors, and it's not. It's not supposed and, to be for everything. And there's zero consistency. But, so DC United, they should have had four goals against Chicago Fire because the one should have stood, and then... One of Chicago's goals should have been taken away. So they should have cruised to a fucking victory. But no. Instead of getting six points in their last two home games before the Gold Cup break, they end up with two because VAR is a complete and utter fucking joke. And you could talk about it in the champ. There are all kinds of people talking about it in the Champions League final game. Should it should it have been a penalty? Should it have not have been a penalty? I don't think I don't I don't think so by interpretation of the rules. It hits his side and hits like it hits his it hits his chest and then rolls and then goes up to his armpit. That's that's not intentional playing of the ball. Uh, no. Again, and and, and how do you just... determine what a natural position is? His arm was up g- because he was directing his back line. He was directing his defenders. The NFL doesn't know what a catch is, and uh, Champions League referees doesn't know what a handball is. Nor do any other soccer refs, for that matter. And while we're on the subject, and now it looks like they're going to be changing the rule altogether to where if it hits. Your hand or arm, it's just going to be a penalty kick. No, Just anywhere in, the, anywhere in the field. No, well, no, just in the box, but no natural position, none of that, no uh, unnatural position, so there's going to be no interpretation factor. And this is, So if I'm a striker, I'm just going for hands. So, th- so this is what we've come to because the referees can't interpret the rules correctly. Now we're going to be coming to the penalty kick shootout fest every game because – Striker Z goes into the box and just puts it off Mr. Centerback's arm. Oh, penalty. Yeah, if I'm yeah, if I'm a striker and I'm coming in for a long shot, all right, I'm just, I'm not even shooting at the goal cuz it might get stopped. I'm just going for your head at this point. I mean, what are you supposed to do if you're a defender? Now now you see all the defenders, they just throw their hands behind their back. That even th- then, even then, you turn around and hit your hand. Oh, nope, nope. Penalty shot. Yep, nope, yep, nope. I don't care if you turned around. I don't care if the ball was coming at your face and hit your hand. Fuck you. I mean, I, I know it sounds... It could obviously sound like I'm biased towards DC United, but... But you've made other examples. They, the they, they keep getting screwed by VAR, and it's, it's really bothering me because... I mean, the points matter. No, they do. But the fact, yes, you might sound a little biased towards DC United. Both of us are. But it's like you've you made other examples of it to where it's not just only screwing DC. It's screwed everybody. At, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic even said MLS should do away with VAR. It's like it's a fucking joke. Because you have things like things that you would no one even sees on the field go up to VAR, they take a goal away or some shit. Like. The, like, Chicago Fires didn't even react when Lucas Rodriguez scored his goal. There was no protesting. They were like, all right. All right, and then, and then they take it away for nothing. And, then, and then, you have, then you have times where something's obvious and there's players protesting. They go on the headset, 
and they decide not to review it. I mean, if if it was a handball in the Champions League final yesterday, then San Jose should have definitely that should have definitely gone to review and should have been a handball and DC United should have been awarded a penalty and Wayne Rooney would have cold cocked the ball upper 90 right side and DC United would have walked home with three fucking points. Are you wanking it to Wayne right now? A little bit. Uh, I would be if he was scoring a penalty. <laughs> well, yeah. I sh- there's no consistency. It grinds my gear, grinds my gears. Uh, it's worse than any other video review in all of sports, by far, in my opinion. But it's it's got to turn into the NFL anytime, anytime a defender tries, anytime a safety or cornerback tries to defend, it's just oh flag, you get the ball, get the ball fifty yards down the field. I mean, that's how Joe Flacco made his money. Oh, here's an arm. Let me kick it at the arm. Boom. Penalty kick. Yeah, literally. That's that's what I'm saying. Strikers are just literally just... Tries so, oh, you, oh, you got a hand free? Yep, I'm going to kick it towards that. <laughs> Someone slides and makes a tackle. The ball's loose. They're just going to pass it into his arm on the ground. Oh, penalty kick. Yep. 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 Fucking shot. Every game's going to end up being 7-6. to six Because, I mean... Bad for the sport. Professional referees organization, get your fucking shit together. It is, and how about you just get the call right on the field? Don't come out with a statement the next day saying Chicago Fire should not have been awarded the goal. It should have been reviewed by VAR and should have been taken away. The fucking the the statement the next day, Jesus fucking Christ, Andrew, uh, do you remember? Uh, when the Giants were playing the 49ers in the playoffs, and yeah, the, the right, field goal thing. and it's like, and, yeah. and the 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 league came out the next day, and like, oh yeah, we fucked up. And Steve Mariucci comes down, yeah. and it's like, all right, yeah, we're still in the playoffs. What the fuck? The statements literally right. do they, fucking jack shit. They did the same thing to Vegas in the the first round of the oh, NHL the, playoffs after the, 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 the cross jack. Yeah. It, it's like, oh yeah. They came we, out and issued we, an apology. We made a statement. It's like, that we made a statement. That'll, that'll help. Go fuck yourself. Uh, so, so if you make a statement, uh, the the ball, the goal should have been taken away. He he did not return to an onside position before playing the ball. Uh, well, that can you award DC United the two points they they deserve? Then can you do that? No. Well, then what does your statement do? Get it right on the fucking Jack field. Shit. Get it right on the field. Review what needs to be reviewed. And apply the rules correctly. And it's there's so many things that are going wrong with VAR. It's ridiculous. This this was brought in to make things right, and all it's doing is making things wrong. It's fucking everybody up. Good luck, Premier League. It's coming. Yeah, good fucking luck is correct. Jesus Christ. VAR is evil. That's going to be my marquee merch shirt. VAR is evil. We got anything else on this episode of the of we're squashing beef here? Crayon and vanilla. I gotta go. go head to head, Andrew, right now. Well, I mean, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, like doesn't want to. It's crayon and it's vanilla. Thank you. Good night. It's Cran. Can you spell Cran for me? Yeah. Yeah, C-R-A-Y-O-N. Oh, Cran. so Crayon? No, so you didn't hear me right. I said Cran. So C-R-A-N, Cran. No, no, no. So let, let me get this straight. What's the company that produces Crans? Crayola. So it's not Crayola. It's not really adding up to me here. So it so it's Crayola crayons, not Crayola crayons. By your logic, shouldn't it be Crayola crayons? By my logic, it's Crayola crayons. They're I mean they're that's plain and simple. They're just crayons. If you want to take the extra time 
and waste your life away adding that extra syllable be my guest. Meanwhile, I'm going to be living life in the fast lane saying, hey, can you pass a crayon? Yeah, I'll pass you a crayon. Boom, over. You're over here going, I need a crayon. So, so why don't you say Crayola Crayon then? Well, I just I never say Crayola. I mean, who cares about the company that makes them? They're just they're just crayons. Yep. You know, it's like Band Band Aid is technically like the company, but you know, but they're 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 just Band Aids. Just they're just crayons. Pump pump for the trip to Murbridge next weekend. Yeah. And then uh, we're gonna have some stories. Festival. Then you think uh, the vanilla is spelled with an E. So okay, this one I this one I've never heard the uh, the beef with. How how do you say it, Ryan? Vanilla. Andrew. Vanilla. Vanilla. That's how I say it. Vanilla. Am I, I mean, Are you aware of how it's spelled? Ryan, you, you know that emergency know well vehicle that emergency vehicle that comes to your house when you call nine one one ambulance. <laughs> All right, Andrew, how do you say it? Okay, no, it, I say ambulance, but Ryan is just cheating because he knows he's wrong. How do you actually say it, Ryan? Ambulance. <laughs> yeah, ambulance. Hey, it's ambulance. it's my it's my bomber. Bomber. <laughs> We 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 are. Oh oh. <laughs> I I got I got this. What? Uh, Ryan. The state south of Georgia is what? Florida. I, was, I, was, I, Florida. I, I actually had to think about that for a second. I'm like, what state? It's. Florida. I mean, I'll, I'll say. Florida. I, yeah, I I I mean, I will admit that it's Florida, but I say Florida. <laughs> like Florida, come on now. Florida. 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 Florida Georgia line. It's also people say Mississippi. In case y'all were wondering. Old Miss. They uh Old Old Mississippi. They say some weird shit down south. Yeah, do they what do you have you encountered anybody that has called Arkansas? No, but yet? they don't say Carolina, they say they're like Yeah Carolina going down to South Carolina. What? South Carolina. It's one word. It's South one Kalina. word. South Kaleidoscope. But yeah. It's one word, Ryan. Come on now. I will completely admit to Florida. But uh. Will you? Will you admit? To I mean, it's lands? that's how Baltimore people say it. <laughs> that's exactly how they say it. I uh, like. I'm, I. I mean, I have to have a little bit of Baltimore in me if I lived there my entire life. Besides. Yeah. Of as of late, but uh, yeah, it's so it goes something like this. Yeah, we we were down the ocean the other day. Uh, we were eating some crabs. Uh, John started choking on uh, on one of the claws, and we had to call the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> they took him all the way down to Mercy Medical down in Balmer. He ended up being okay, and we drank some natty bows. It was a great night at the yard. Go O's. O's, hoes, and natty bows. <laughs> so. I've been watching, Ryan, I've been watching The Wire recently. Oh, God, it's spot on. That accent is spot the fuck on. Yep, so. Oh, that shit gets you in your ear. But I, uh. You hear it, you hear it, it's just like, Jesus Christ. I will say ambulance, depending on whom I'm around, because I don't want to be bitched at. Because you don't want to sound like a moron. Well, I mean, sorry, I'm from Baltimore. Well, I mean, I say shit fucking weird. People from Philly talk the same fucking way. I was going to say, Angie, don't fucking, don't get all high and mighty on your fucking high horse over there. <laughs> Clearly, Andrew, Andrew smoked a fucking doobie before we started. Hey, I'm Andrew Henry. I went down for vacation to Florida. You donner. Florida. Donner. Then, well, then there's Pittsburgh, which is just a whole nother ball of wax. Well, I'll, uh, let me, I can do some case study there and give you some good Pittsburgh. I mean, I can do a decent one now, but I need a little practice before I hop on the air and do it. 
I was gonna say you gotta if you get back into Pittsburgh, you'll fucking you'll have it. Once you go back, you'll have it. So, uh, folks, next week, next weekend, Andrew and I are heading down to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, for Carolina Country Music Festival. So, if you, we're actually there now. Yeah. So we'll be there. Um, we're gonna drink lots of alcohol, listen to lots of music. We got our headliners. Headliners are Dirk Bentley. Florida Georgia Line and Thomas Rhett. So the sixth through ninth, Andrew and I will be buzzing down at the beach. All the boys are buzzing. Ah, uh, Johnny, what do you have upcoming? What are you doing next weekend, or currently while they're listening? I gotta get on a fucking plane back to Maryland, back to Baltimore. Um. Then yeah, that's all I'm fucking doing. Go home, get hammered. Basically, my life motto. In case y'all haven't figured that out yet. And with that, we'll see you guys later this week.